your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. I went to... Uh... Went to the big book yesterday, and I'm, you know, I've, I've transitioned everything over to 2024. And throughout the year, I'll write things down at the end of the year that I need to transition over to the new year, or maybe, a, hey, look at this email or look at this prediction or things along those lines. And I had a note to myself to retrieve an email from August the 21st of 2023 with regard to a cowboy prediction. Okay, that that I made that you requested us to make <clears throat> and that we posted our predictions on double t973.com here's what i wrote <laughs> i don't expect the cowboys to be 12 and 5 again which they were or win the division which they did i said i do think they'll get better quarterback play from dak and win one playoff game and if tony pollard is healthy and if they get above average production from C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup, they could win two playoff games and play in the NFC championship game. The NFC is up for grabs, and the Cowboys have better than average shot. I mean, some of that is was wrong, obviously, of winning the division, but they have gotten better quarterback play. They have yet to play a playoff game. They'll play one on Sunday. And could you say... Um, at this point in time, you look at them and go, this is a team that certainly could win two playoff games and find themselves in the NFC Championship game. I I believe we should. Yeah. That should be the expectation as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. You're going to play two home playoff games where you've been awesome at home, favorable matchups. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you should be in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. I think it'll be a major disappointment if you're not. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think so. The Cowboys uh, take on the Green Bay Packers. Um, and, you know, just from an experience standpoint, from coaching, from quarterback play to defense, I mean, it should be a sizable advantage, right? I mean, see, so you're the guy that's uh, questioning Mark, Mike McCarthy every day, it feels like. And yeah. now you're saying we have a sizable advantage in the coaching department? Well, I mean, just in terms of experience. <clears throat> experience. Okay. Um, I, I think that they should be the prohibited favorite in this game, no question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a, as much of a Mike McCarthy hater as you are. So, mm-hmm. Well, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, so is hater I, the right word for that, or is it just... yes. Is it? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, you have been down on Mike McCarthy since the day he was hired. And it's fine, mm-hmm. but you have been. Okay. You have just been waiting for the axe to fall Yeah. since I he was that's, hired. That's a well said right there. Okay. Been waiting for the axe to fall since mm-hmm. day one, it feels like. Um, yeah, I, I think you're the better team offensively, defensively. You're playing at home where you've been great at home. I mean, this. I don't, I'm not going to say it. I think it should be a blowout, but... I think the Cowboys should win comfortably. Comfortably. Okay. Uh, the matchup predictor, if you're into such a thing, has the Cowboys at 73.6% winning. 
26.6. Yeah. Mm, Green I'd, Bay, 26.4. I'd go I'd go at least 75. 75, would you? Yeah, okay. I would. All right. Uh, Jordan Love, 320, excuse me, 372, 579, 4,159 yards passing, 32 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Dak Prescott, 410 of 590, 4,516 yards, 36 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. He's done a much, much better job with that. Uh, Tony Pollard with his performance on um, on Sunday. And bear in mind, they're playing 17 games now. So being a 1,000-yard rusher is not quite the... Um, it's not quite the stat that it used to be. Fair. Uh, but he did get over 1,000. 252 carries for Tony and uh, six touchdowns. And um, Aaron Jones is the leading rusher for the Green Bay Packers. 142 and 656 yards and just two touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb has had a tremendous year for the Cowboys. One of the most prolific in Cowboys history, if not. Um 1,749 yards in, in receiving yards. Absolute stud. Absolute stud. Absolute stud. You just get the ball in his hands as much as possible. He's a okay. playmaker. Okay. Uh, and don't forget, he broke that record in 16 games. Yeah, because he didn't play in the 17th. No, he did. Yeah, well, that's true, he did. That's he, true. But he'd already had the record. He'd already had the record. This wasn't a situation where... You know, if you average 58 yards a game, you'll have a 1,000-yard season. Mm -hmm. uh, CeeDee Lamb was balling all season long. Balling. Uh, Packers went 9-8 and eight on the season, 4-5 and five away from home. Cowboys perfect at home. Perfect at 12-5 and five on the regular year and then 8-0 and oh at uh, Cowboys Stadium. So we'll have that for you on Sunday afternoon at 2.30, the kick at about 3.30 or so here on Double T 97.3 from Cowboy Stadium. Uh, somebody points out in the Yates Flooring Center chat line that Matt LaFleur has been in the playoffs too. Right, but you know Mike McCarthy's won a Super Bowl, which he did there at Cowboy Stadium mm -hmm. as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. So, With we'll, Graham Harrell on his roster. With Graham Harrell on his roster. That's, exa that's exactly right. That's exactly right. He was, he was just ready to come in there and take that victory formation snap or just come in and... Beyond in relief of Aaron Rodgers if he needed a little help. He's familiar with the area. Familiar with the sidelines. Okay. Okay. Familiar with the football and the whole thing, you know. With the football. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was disappointed. Um, I went, tried to go back and look, and I, I couldn't find it, so I can't sit here and tell you how many guys that I voted for for the uh, College Football Hall of Fame but two years ago, Graham, and he, Graham was on the ballot. Um, I think he's a, a college football Hall of Famer at some point in time. I mean, at one point he held the record for the most touchdown passes. Right. History of college football, so I would think he'll get in. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, if, look, I mean, Alex Smith was good in, high, in college. He was, you might say he was great, but Graham Harrell statistically was, I think, better than... Alex Smith, this is without looking it up, just off the top of my head, if I had to kind of just Smith stack them up. Smith had that one amazing year. Yeah. And, yeah. and Graham and Graham, Graham did two, but he also had a really good 07 in addition yeah, to the he O. He had more than just one year. Yeah. yeah. yeah he had just, he had, it takes more than one year to set that record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, Six thirty-eight this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double t dot com for that of the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open too at eight zero six seven seven one zero nine seven three. Last night on Lady Raider basketball with Krista Gerlich, I thought this was in in the era of of name, image, and likeness, and in the era of how much are you going to pay me to come here? Okay. And I look, I don't know if she's getting anything or not, but I just thought this was refreshing and fascinating to hear. Um, so one of the new signees, she's coming in at semester. Her name is Callista Martin. She goes by bird. Okay. Um, she's, she's six, two. She's really long. She's really young. Uh, she's going to turn 17 in a couple of weeks and is now on a college campus. Um, but I met her parents before the, the game on Saturday against Kansas. And um, Mark Finkner asked her parents, so like, well, what's her, what's her major going to be? Molecular biology. And Coach Gerlich said last night that really the, what sold her on coming to Texas Tech was the biology department. That's good. And yes, yeah, right, right. This is what we're here for, right, is to bring him here to go to college and learn something and then go out and do a job, right? Create a career for themselves. And, uh, and apparently the, the cool thing for her that really sold her on it was that she got to hold a Python. Did not know that we had Pythons on campus. That is not something that I would ever aspire to do. In, bi- in Just biology? Those- just those two arms of yours, Chuck. That's all I knew about. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Look, I don't know, Jeff. I don't know all the dynamics of this. I'm just saying she's she's going after a degree in molecular biology. She came here on her visit. She went to the science department or whatever. And as they were taking her through things, she got to hold a python. That's all I know. I'm not trying to make sense of pythons and biology or anything like that. Maybe they dissect them. I don't know. But Pretty big dissection there. A lot of work. Would you ever have any desire to hold a python? I think you know the answer to that. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I, would, I would not. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. January the 9th, 2024. Uh, 1952 is where we will start. U.S. Marine Corps gives notice that they will recall Ted Williams to active duty. Mm. Can you imagine what would happen today if a Major League Baseball player got uh, called back up? Or like if David Robinson had been called back up when he was playing for the Spurs to go back to the Navy. I think they would find ways for that to not happen. Be my guess. 1962, NFL prohibits grabbing of the face masks. That's good. Seems like a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I didn't realize it was ever legal. Well, everything's legal the first time. Yeah. Must have been fun to tackle on this face. Well, remember, at the beginning, they didn't have face masks. They didn't have face masks, right. Yeah. So I wonder how many years they went with face masks where you were allowed to tackle using them 1972 led by future Lakers star Kareem Abdul-Jabbar the Milwaukee Bucks beat the LA Lakers 120 to 104 
ending LA's consecutive win streak at 33 games. That was the longest win streak in Major League Sports history. Hmm. 1988, U.S. Male Figure Skating Championship took place, won by Brian, uh, Brian Boitano. 1991, baseball officially bans Pete Rose from being elected to the Hall of Fame for betting on baseball. And still to this day, there's discussion by Pete. By Pete, yeah. yeah. Let's make this. Uh, 2000. That's so unfortunate that the, just yes. the lack of respect that we have mm-hmm. now for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Just, I don't know. It's just so silly. 2000, Miami Dolphins quarterback Dan Marino wins his last career NFL game. Beat the Seattle Seahawks 20-17. to 17. And in 2021, Texas Tech sophomore Kevin McCullough recorded a double-double with 15 points and 11 rebounds while Kyler Edwards scored 19 and Mac McClung had 18 to help lead the number 18th ranked Red Raiders to a 91-64 win over Iowa State. It is National Apricot Day. I'm out. No, thanks. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday to J.K. Simmons, who's 69. You know him from the uh, Farmers commercials or Spider-Man movies or a bunch of other stuff. Is it Farmers? Yeah. Yeah, it's Farmers. Uh, Dave Matthews, 57. Chad Johnson, no longer Chad Ochocinco, is 46. Is he just Chad Johnson He's now? just Chad Johnson now. Okay. Muggsy Bogues, 59. I didn't know that. Huh? I didn't know who no, he switched back. He went back. He hit the portal again. <laughs> Name portal. Muggsy Bogues, 59, and Otis Nixon is 65. He looked like he was 65 20 years yes. ago. Yes, yes, the Laker guard. Uh, no, this would be the Major League Baseball yeah, player. Oh, the Major. Oh, Blake, uh, Braves player. Yeah, that's okay. There you go. I'm, I'm thinking of um, Norm. Norm, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Norm, Otis, you know, they're all together, right? They both have O's. Mm-hmm. Nixon for their last name. Yeah. And on this day in 1976, shooting of a film would start that took 28 days with a budget of just $1 million. It was the first feature-length movie to employ the Steadicam. And at the 1977 Academy Awards, it was nominated for no fewer than 10 categories, mm. including Best Actor, Best Original Screenplay, and won three Oscars for Best Director, Best Picture, and Best Film Editing for the movie Rocky. 28 days? It took 28 days to shoot Rocky. Wow. It was a good one. And that is the Stan Sports History. The Stan Sports History. Thank you, Jeff. All right. uh, The face mask penalty. Through the 1961 season in the National Football League, the ball carrier's face mask was allowed to be grabbed, but not others. The rule was changed to apply to all players beginning in 1962. Here's something else about the face mask. Prior to 1974, the color of the face mask was a neutral color, <laughs> then um, which covered the metal bars. There was because of a rubber coating, it was brown, then became a neutral gray, 
and then would remain as such until 1974 when the then San Diego Chargers, Denver Broncos, and Kansas City Chiefs introduced the first colored face masks to football. The two teams rolled out yellow and white face masks, respectively. Other teams and other levels of colleges, high school, etc., changed as well, but some have retained the gray ones. Only two teams in the National Football League have never worn a color other than gray. Can you name them? I cannot. One might surprise you and one won't. You give, Jeff? I'm thinking. And take a guess here. I would say the Cowboys. Cowboys is correct. Okay. Then there's one that you wouldn't think of maybe as a, a team that is more known for its flair and flamboyancy and outrageousness. But yet it's stuck with the color gray for their face mask. 49ers? No. Best I got. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Las Vegas Raiders. Only the Vegas Raiders. Because it matches their colors. And the Cowboys, right? And I the should have gotten that one. And the Cowboys. I feel dumber now. No, 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 no. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm impressed that you got the Cowboys. That was that was really good. I I could not have I could not have done that. I could not have done that. Uh, 6.52 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double-t-97.3.com for that of the mobile app. Liberty Cooper Pirates, girls and boys action today versus Shallow Water. They'll have that at 6.30 on 93.1 Texas FM. Lubbock Cooper Pirates. So the Patriots on 93.1 Texas FM, the Cooper Pirates on 100.7 the score against Abilene, and then the Friendship Girls take on Odessa Permian tonight at 6. And we'll have that for you on Sunny 97.7. The Pirates on 100.7 the score at 6 as well. Uh, the Friendship Girls trying to bounce back from a loss last Friday, right? Yes, they are. Fell on the road at St. Angelo. Yeah. What happened? They didn't play well. <laughs> they didn't play well. <laughs> turned the ball over a bunch, gave up too many threes. Uh, really, the turnovers were the key. Didn't shoot it great themselves. Okay. Yeah. Have you gone over there and kind of helped them out this week? I have not at all. Okay. I think they have fine coaches that can handle that. Have, handle that. That are much smarter than I am. Uh, somebody disputes my thought on the Cowboys they say this is no longer true the Cowboys wore a white face mask on their alternate helmet this year okay I'm looking at the helmet they wore for the one in the all whites and it's got a white face okay mask well so then then it, they broke tradition Jerry Jones screwed it up again I don't know the Jerry Jones <laughs> wow just, up. everything just, everything I mean Jerry sometimes he puts himself in that position where he takes credit for everything and then Something gets screwed up, and he's like, "Oh no, no, no! That that was that was made by the football people." Well, I thought you were a football people, right? I, you know, Jerry's an interesting cat, no question. I'll say this: it looks weird. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at it. Okay, like actually looking at it, and it's not the great. Is it a white helmet weird. too? White helmet, blue. Yeah, you know, white helmet, blue the, star. Uh, white shin strap. White. Mm-hmm. It's all white with the the two blue stripes <clears> and the dial star. Okay, well, thanks, Steve. Not always accurate, not always fair. Just try to be entertaining and maybe sometimes somewhat... Okay, that looks weird. Eddie, stop looking at that. Informative. All right. 
so, and then we'll have uh, Red Raider basketball tonight on the air as well at six o'clock as uh, Texas Tech takes on Oklahoma State at United Supermarkets Arena. I hope we have a big crowd tonight. I would think so. I mean, I know it's, I know it's, I think it's cold and. I mean, the students come back uh, or get back to school tomorrow, right? So they should all be in town. So they yeah. should help with the to create a little bit more atmosphere for them. Yeah, I mean, I know it's chilly, willy out there, and and you were saying, and I agree with you, the wind blowing as cold as it's blown maybe ever or quite some time, and it sure it sure ripped through you. I mean, and it's you know, a great place to get out of the wind. The arena. See, there you go, Chuck, figuring it out. You know mm-hmm. whose heater works pretty well, especially when the fire cannons are going. The arena. arena. I will. I will tell you though. If you sit in the upper deck, um, because they do have to kind of keep it somewhat don't, cool. Don't bad mouth what we're doing here. Yeah, we had a whole chilly. thing. Going. You better wear long sleeves. Yeah, wear wear long sleeves. And we were doing a whole thing there, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it's a warm place to go. I know it is a warm place to go. I'm just. But isn't it crazy how you can feel the fire? Yeah. When you're nowhere near it, and you can still feel it. Yeah. When they do that, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, you're exactly right. No Six, such thing as a bad fire cannon day. Uh, I love I love the fire at the games. I think it's I think it's big time fun. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Um, get go back to basketball here in just a second. But I just saw a picture of something at Jones Stadium that just fascinates me. You know, I mean, obviously major construction going on there with the South End Zone project, and they've now torn down the football training facility not the not where the track is okay but the but the football building where the coaches offices were and the locker rooms and etc cetera, etc cetera. i mean it's like level dirt they're going to start building a two-story complex there but they're also putting in a tunnel in the north east corner of the stadium and so i wondered how they were going to do that um and so they've taken out a section of stands that I think were previously there for the students and they're going to put in a tunnel that, and that's where the visiting team will be coming out of and their equipment truck will be right there and their locker room will be right there and all that. And it makes a ton of sense because it gets it away from, you know, the front of your football building and the congestion and stuff like that, where the students come out and things like that. But, but I mean, it's just like, these engineering projects that are going on with that stadium over the over the years have just been, I frankly, been incredible of what they've been able to what they've been able to do. I mean, I guess with with money you can do just about damn near anything. Um, but and I don't know how much it reduces the stadium by. I think it was a I think it was a section that was either used for student seating or um, away fans seating. Um, oh, we and, don't need those people. The away fans. Yeah. 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 No. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, that's, it's kind of our scene to think where they've stuck some fans there from, from time to time. I don't think anybody's going to get displaced from a season ticket standpoint. Maybe they, maybe they are. I don't know. But, um, I know just be fascinating to see how that's all going to, going to kind of change that Northeast corner there, which is already kind of really close to the Marsha Sharp and how everything works over there. So, um and how they're going to build locker rooms and stuff underneath there or a locker room facility for you know the the visiting team and all that kind of stuff man that sounds like a massive job it does really difficult job it does i mean and then and then to think that it's in theory going to be 
all done by the time you you play your home first home football game, which is like August the thirty first. Um, I mean, they're working on it night and day, um, and it seems like every time you you go by or go over there, there's more steel. And it's more more massive uh, than uh, than the day before. Uh, they're working like banshees over there. It's cra- it's crazy. Um, I went over there the other day. It's probably probably right around end of the year. I think it was probably around the end of the year. I went just went over there to kind of just take a look around, and this construction guy looks at me and goes, "Hey, you can't you can't drive down." And he said, "No, I know. I just want to. I'm just here to look. I'm just being a lucky Lou. <laughs> I was just just I'm just kind of checking it out. I was just kind of fascinated by the whole by the whole thing." So it's, I don't know, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool just kind of seeing what's coming up out of oh, the dirt. I'm excited to see what it looks like. Yeah, see what it looks like when it's all all said and done. Mm-hmm. All right, tonight, uh, Oklahoma State, they uh, they have two guys that average in double figures, J- Javon Small and Bryce Thompson. Small is at uh, 15 a game. Thompson's at just under 13 a game. And Eric Daly Jr. is at like uh, nine a game. But like, I think the thing that stood out to me when I looked at their stat sheet the other night is just the box score were the number of guys and the number of minutes that they played. Like, Small played 41 minutes. Thompson played 42 minutes. Another guy played 38, Brandon Garrison. Another guy, Quinn, uh, Quion Williams, played 40. So, Remember, you went to overtime. I I know, I know, I know. Uh, But that's only five minutes. Um, But you had three guys that played 40 minutes or more, and then another guy that played 38 minutes, and another guy that played 33 minutes. And so you basically had how many guys did they play total? Two, four, six, eight, not well, two, four, six, eight, eight. But the last three guys, one guy played 18 minutes, one guy played six, one guy played seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, these teams and once you get to conference play, sure, they're gonna, it gets tightened up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so your 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 good players are going to be on the court a little bit more, especially in the, obviously the game was tight because mm-hmm. it went to overtime, and so um, you don't have the luxury of resting those guys maybe as much as you do in a game where you know there's a separation. Yeah, um, and so you know the game going to OT, probably there were some you know chances for. Uh, you know, Coach Boykins to go with other guys, but he knew, hey, this this game could be won or lost mm-hmm. and this possession, so he's sticking with his big dogs. Well, and, and then the, the other thing was is that for Baylor, nobody nobody played over 40 minutes. They had one guy at 39, another guy at 39, a guy at 37. Um, so, I don't know. Just they, they're, And obviously, they're a little bit better team because they're 12-2 and two now and 1-0. Um, and then I look at, you know, you look at, at Texas Tech, I mean, and your game did not go to overtime. But um, Darion Williams played 32, Warren Washington 28, Pop Isaacs 28, Joe Toussaint 34, Kerwin Walton played 28, Chance McMillan played 28. So, you know, you had pretty good rotation there. And then Robert Jennings and Lamar Washington off the bench. Probably would like to see uh, Jennings get some more minutes. Um just kind of rotating in he he was two for two had a couple of fouls drew a couple of fouls had five points um but you're probably going to need to get some quality minutes out of him as this season kind of rotates through 
to kind of help with you know the, the pace of play and get, getting some guys some rest. Yeah, I know plus minus is not end all be all uh, because there are other factors than just what you're doing. But I mean, it is noticeable. I thought Warren Washington played a good game mm-hmm. on Saturday. Had 15 points. Uh, his plus minus was minus four while he was on the court. Robert Jennings played 11 minutes. Okay, so he was playing the minutes that Washington wasn't. And his 11 and a half minutes of, of action, the plus minus was 15. Yeah. Okay, on the positive side of things. So that's a dramatic difference from Warren Washington. And that was just an 11 minutes of action. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously the team was clicking when he's in there. So I, I I think you're probably right, Chuck. I think we will probably see a little bit more of Robert Jennings. And, and again, I thought Washington played well. Yeah, I did too. Okay, mm-hmm. And so... Clearly, he played. Maybe he played better offensively than he did defensively. Um, but um, I thought both both big men gave you gave you good games on Saturday night, and that was a, a factor in you winning the game. Yeah, and I, I was actually excited to see kind of how Washington was uh, attacking the rim, and I mean, you'd like to see more rebounds than than what he had. You'd like to see more rebounds for the team. I mean, it you know it's going to be hard to win games when you get out rebounded by eleven. But I, and, and you I'm, give up 21 second chance points. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, it's going to be hard, hard for this team because I feel like they are a little bit undersized. So so we'll see. We'll see what uh, what transpires tonight uh, with the Red Raiders as uh, they take on Oklahoma State. Hopefully it I mean, he gets off to a 2-0 start. Um, not that – and I think part of it is you just didn't really know what to expect after the non-conference. But if you could get off to a, a two and zero start, and then you got K State at home on Saturday, start dare to dream just a little bit. So, uh, just, I know you're going to tell me to slow down. slow down. I know, I know, that's slow fair. Slow down. I know, but I mean, it, it's just yeah. Oklahoma State tonight. Haven't yeah. beat them in almost two years. Yeah, we get to and all of a sudden we're at eleven and zero mm-hmm. again. Yeah, <laughs> Oklahoma State I heard, I heard, tonight. I heard Haxon talking about Mike Boynton yesterday. What do you what do you think of him as a coach? I, I feel like he's done a decent job with with Oklahoma State, but you know he's right. I mean, Hax was kind of down on him, and um, that they haven't done much in the. You know, obviously they had to miss one postseason, but they just haven't been a postseason participant a bunch. And so I don't know. I, th- I think he, Hax was making a lot of sense, and I'd kind of always felt like he'd done a good job, but I think maybe Hax kind of swung me a little bit that he's just. Pretty mediocre as a head coach. It, it makes you wonder because I think Oklahoma State has been. Um, they would consider themselves a basketball school. I mean, not that they've, you know, have just tons and tons, of, but they take a lot of pride in their basketball there. Take a lot of pride in what they're in their history of basketball there. Yeah, I think uh, all, for all three of the major sports, I think they. I mean, could make a case that they're a basketball school, football school, baseball school, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, but it's also been a team that Texas Tech has been a horrible matchup with over the last ten years or so. Like they weren't better than you, like in the standings or in the rankings, but what they did well, you didn't defend well on offense. It just feels like that they should be further along than they are. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it it feels like that 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 is a school that should be able to attract a name, you know, or attract. Um, a coach that can bring in talent, but I mean the the damage that was that was done to them by the NCAA is it's hard to overcome that, and uh, it may take another coach to be able to get to that point. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. 
Double T 97.3. All right, gentlemen, in honor of Michigan winning the national championship Mm -hmm. college football last night, Mm -hmm. which I think we would all agree is a blue blood of college football. Sure. I want you to tell me the blue blood in all three of the major men's sports that you dislike the most. Oh, okay. (laughs) That you dislike the most football basketball the blue blood that you dislike the ones that you figure are going to be in the mix every year Mm -hmm. and the one that you 100 percent don't want to see win at all whether it involves texas tech or not which blue bloods do you not want to see win and when defining blue blood that's a school that either has been you know a perennial conference champion national champion historically things along those lines right yeah okay can't just be your standard man the one you dislike the most from each sport from each sport jeff do you want to go first sure okay. number one on the on the with a bullet without hesitation in football is the university of texas oh while they don't have the uh credentials in actual championships mm-hmm. and conference championships, they are in fact a blue blood in college football. They're they're always in the top twenty five, whether they deserve to be or not. To be, they get the the those little votes that put them in there. That makes them a blue blood. Hate Texas football, basketball. There's only one answer to this question, and that would be the Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> yeah. The definition, along with. Duke and North Carolina of the Blue Blood schools in basketball. Kentucky. And Kentucky, you're right. I apologize. They can go suck an egg. And in baseball, (laughs) we go back to the Big 12, and we are looking at the University of Texas. And they do have the credentials in baseball to have that. Okay. Do you you buy that they're Blue Blood in baseball? Uh, They've been to the... To the College World Series, way more than anybody else ever has. Um, so, so I think that's I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. It's funny in football. I don't. I, I'm not saying that you're not right, Jeff. Um, it's just they have not been a factor. I mean, how many times have been they been a factor in the national championship pitcher in the last twenty years? I mean, one the year they won it all, and and really this year. Yeah. And so I don't necessarily, I can't disagree, though, with as much as they were in the past, a factor just hasn't been of late. Yeah. Okay, for me, it's going to be Kentucky and basketball. Um, Just name the year, name the coach. I mean, they are a bluest of blood. Um, They've they've had their challenges over the years. Um, For uh, for football, I'm going to say Ohio State. I just uh, the whole dotting of the eye to they're just feeling like they're smarter and better and bigger and all that than everybody else. Um, the whole the Ohio State University stuff, um, and then for baseball for me, I just I, I can't sit here and just say that I've got anybody that I've just at angst about. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna pass on that. I, okay. I, I would say Texas, but I mean, I, I only because of the hatred that everybody has for Texas, and I'll I'll join in on that. 
Okay, um, football for me is definitely Ohio State. Um, again, just because I didn't consider Texas in that mix. Okay, football, definitely Ohio State. Uh, basketball, is, without a doubt, is Kansas. And baseball for me is TCU. And that's giving them a compliment by saying that they are a blue blue. Yeah. You don't make it to Omaha as many times as they have in the last 15 years and you not be a current member of the Blue Blood Club. And uh, so I'm going to say TCU is the one that I would root against the most. I hate to see win. TCU second on my list in baseball for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought about them, and that, but then then I I kind of thought what at the what you said at the very beginning uh, with that's giving them credit to being a, a blue blood. I mean, they are. Yeah, yeah. they fourth or fifth all time in World Series appearances, something like that. They're I, up there. I I have no idea. I, that would surprise me. They were that high. I mean, Texas is in the 30s. Oklahoma State's way up there. Uh, Florida State's been 20-plus times. I think TCU's been five times. Or six, maybe. How do you think the um, rest of the conference views the Texas Tech baseball program in that that manner? As far as... Texas Tech being a blue blood, or just uh, not necessarily being a blue blood, but well, maybe, maybe, or how 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 close is it to being considered always going to be a threat, or is it at that stage now within the conference? Yeah, no, oh, I, I mean, I definitely think they yeah. always think that Tech's going to be a threat. Yeah, I mean, ever since about twenty fourteen. Yeah, uh, college World Series appearances for TCU. Uh, 2010, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 23. So six, six, six. I mean, when, so you kind of look at yourself and go, well, there's four, six over a 13 year stretch. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and then their NCAA tournament appearances go back to 1956. Uh, but they have, I mean, they have done a really good job of being Tournament champions, whether it's the Big 12 or the Mountain West or Conference USA, and then regular season champions, whether it was the Southwest Conference, going as far back as to 1933, or Conference USA, Mountain West, or even uh, in the Big 12. So you can certainly make that mm-hmm. make that case. Um, somebody asked this question: Do you then consider us a baseball blue blood of late? Yeah, right there, right there on the edge. Yeah, yeah. I'd say you're you're closing in on that. I mean is um many times as you've been to omaha yeah you're you're right there and many times you've hosted I mean, if, regionals and supers and mm-hmm. all that good stuff boy you're you might be in the new blood category mm-hmm. win a national championship you're right there another yep. appearance to omaha you're right there yeah you're right on the edge of that yeah uh somebody says this i don't consider tcu a blue blood they are a new blood blue bloods are the lsu's florida states yeah i don't i don't i, I don't disagree with that wholeheartedly i mean that that's somewhat fair it's just the question was though is who do you hate uh, that yeah was the i question. know but but his point is if that that texter's point is if if it's i said of the blue bloods and he's mm-hmm. saying tcu's not a blue blood yeah so i i get that that's a they're a new blood again. They've all their Omaha trips have been in the last thirteen years or whatever. Yeah. So that somewhat makes them new blood. So I get that. Uh, this uh, from uh, Tomas is Vanderbilt a blue blood, a baseball blue blood? I would, and I can't stand them. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, Bullfighter chimes in with uh, football, Bama. Basketball, Duke. That's a little bit of a surprise. Baseball, Arkansas. Why is Duke a surprise? I just figured he would uh, jump on the KU bandwagon. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of people dislike Duke and basketball. There's a lot to So far, I'm about the it. only one have on you, the KU bandwagon. Have you ever seen Bobby Hurley before? <laughs> Christian no, no, Leitner. No, no. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking were... about? Jamie was right there with you, Jeff. What are we talking about? KU basketball? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they're Jamie was Jamie was with you on yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, somebody says this. I'm surprised you don't like the dotting of the eye. That pop and circumstance seems right up your alley. Yeah, you're that pro- is a little shocking. I'm surprised <laughs> that you said Ohio State because you're the one that always says the. <laughs> like you give them their respect by every time you do it. I know. I probably, probably should rethink that maybe a little bit. The saying of the the. Yeah. That, that's, but you're in your... And this texture is probably right. The dot in the eye does kind of seem right up my alley. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably a fair. It's probably a fair comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody brings up Stanford. In terms of baseball. Yeah. You buy into that? Okay. That's fine. Yeah, I would call them a blue blood of baseball. But it's not like one that you're just. You don't have just you know hate them though. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. And yeah, they were really good when they. Came here and won the Supers, though, a yeah. few years ago. Uh, somebody says, this tech baseball is more new blood. Yeah, I think yeah, most everybody would, would, agree, would agree with that. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio. Look forward to getting your continued conversational tidbits and topics from the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Chiming in. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app for that. Visual Edge IT hotline is open, too. 806-771-0973. The mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, this from Tennessee Raider. I'm going to assume Tennessee TN, right? Yes, that is correct. Tennessee Raider. Mm-hmm. The only thing I enjoyed about yesterday's game was knowing there was a chance that Michigan might have to vacate in a few years. Slim chance, but I have a lot of hope. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen. I don't either. Uh, the two semifinal games were far better than last night's punting contest. Mm, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree, too. I thought you were going to have, you know, when when they had um, had a chance right off the bat coming out of the second half, you know, they had scored and Washington had to make it a seven-point game. And, thought, okay, well, they get the ball to start the second half. You know, Michigan's kind of stymied a little bit. Um you know, with their offense, they kind of squandered a couple opportunities, having to kick some, having to kick a field goal, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, thought maybe there was an opportunity there for Washington, but then boom, first play of the second half, throw an interception. And even still, even still, they still had some opportunities mm-hmm. in the game, but the, um, the the running and the explosiveness, and then that that holding call that turns out to be like a forty-two yard play. Because you're going to gain 32, and it was a hold. I mean, I know there's some controversy about it, but number 73, he he took that guy down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it's textbook hold or not, but I mean, it didn't seem like that out of line to me, did it to you? No, it looks like a hold. Yeah. So it yeah. is what it is. Disappointing because it would have been a big play that would have maybe given them a chance with a little momentum and kind of kickstart their offense but make the game a little more compelling mm-hmm. you know uh it got a little it got a little slow there in the in the third quarter i might have 
might have drifted off just for a second there in the third quarter but i was mm-hmm. i was good to the bitter end um after i had just a you know, little couple of winks you know there <laughs> in the third quarter sometimes sometimes it's hard sometimes it's hard uh, red Raider two guns says lots of whining about the game last night wasn't well, isn't that just sports in general don't we have don't we kind of have whining in general from one side or to the other from time to time, just yeah, by and large, you know. I think it comes from sports fans, I guess. Yeah, we had whining. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get this, Michigan got away with several holding calls throughout the game. Yeah, there was some holding. There was some, what you know, the tugging of the jersey, which it seems like, and I don't know, maybe it's just, if it's the cameras are better or there's more cameras or but we seem to see in the, in, in, uh, the NFL and in the college ranks, you seem to get more of the, defensive backs trying to kind of disguise how they're holding the jersey and then once you get the tight inside they're like oh yeah no question the guy grabbed the jersey yeah you know it just seems like we're seeing we're seeing more i think defensive backs are getting better at hiding it yes Little methods that they teach them yeah right you no know, don't don't do it up high where it's more noticeable do it down low you know tugging towards the hip or whatever to slow them down yeah Let's see. Um, Michigan's quarterback and receivers played better. Uh, the reason that they won could have been different if the other team wasn't focusing on just Michigan's name. I don't know if they were just focusing on Michigan's name. What kind of football games do people want? Punting contest or 49 to 45? I'll right. take either as long as they're close. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I can, I can enjoy a mm-hmm. 60 to 58 game. I yeah. can enjoy a... 14 to 10 game. I just want them to be close. Yeah, right. To go down to the wire not knowing who's going to win. <laughs> punting game. It's a punting game. I, <laughs> I guess I would tell you I prefer something in the middle of that. Yeah. If right. I was saying the ideal game. I don't want it to be no defense. But I also don't want it to be no offense. There's nothing worse than watching a, a game with poor quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Right, both teams have terrible quarterbacks and neither one can move down the field. There, that's boring. Yeah. Um. Penix last night was 27 of 51, 255 yards. Did not have a good night. Threw a touchdown, a couple interceptions, but he was pretty beat up. Um, I guess he's, I mean, the way he was just kind of holding his side last night, he's walking off the field. He really felt for that young man, and he, he nicked up a, an ankle as well on a play. That, that play, that first play of the second half, he got stepped on and threw the interception. <clears throat> the Michigan quarterback, I mean, he was pedestrian at best. J.J. McCarthy, 10 of 18, 140 yards. They didn't need to. I mean, they just and ran no, the ball. No, yeah. Blake Corum, 21 carries, 134 yards. Donovan Edwards, 6 for 104. Both of them had two touchdowns. Had four rushing touchdowns. I mean, that's Big Ten football right there. I mean, uh, Steven says it's this kind day. kind of what Texas Tech um, became at times this year. Mm-hmm. Just pound it with your running back and. Yeah, and just uh, hope you get 150 to 200 yards passing mm-hmm. to keep a defense honest, but rely on the run game. Uh, Steven said there were many uncalled holding and interference penalties. Were the referees not watching or biased? They're biased. They were. They're biased. I mean, they just they came into the game. They said, "Hey, this Harbaugh guy has been suspended twice. Kind of feel like he's gotten a raw deal." So we're going to take it upon ourselves to make sure the Michigan... No, Stephen, come on. Chuck chasm. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Just coined a new word there, Chuck chasm. Um, yeah, the ACC officials came in and said, nah, we, we, don't like, we don't like the Pac-12, you know. 
kind of ruining everything for the rest of our, our official buddies, you know. And so we're going to cape up for the Big Ten today. That's what they said. They all got together in the minivan that carried them over there to the stadium. Well, somebody forgot to tell them that Washington's about to be in the pack in the Big Ten. Right. Mm-hmm. They were like, well, this, they're coming. Um, <clears throat> so at any rate, 808 this morning here on the morning drive. If you have a thought or a comment, we've yet to hear from a Michigan alum. Are you surprised? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we got. Do you know any Michigan alums? Uh, alums. Not that I don't. I don't know any Michigan. Not that alums. I can think. I can just kind of put my. I just don't finger. know that there's many of them running around Lubbock, Texas, with like flags and stuff. You know. Well, that would be listening to the show, right? I mean, we might have somebody listening in, in Zimbabwe right now, but so I feel like that. Yeah, we've... I get it, but mm-hmm. I mean, they're listening because they're fans of Texas Tech and yeah. things that are going on that affect Lubbock, Texas. Mm-hmm. Not Michigan fans. That's well, not to say that we don't have fans of other uh, other teams, but for the majority, it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, yeah. So that doesn't surprise me. Okay. Well, I mean, there could be there could be somebody that's you know just you know waking up. And, just in all, in all a glow this morning and yeah. tuned in to hear what we've got to maybe say. Maybe they're all still asleep. They stayed up late partying. <laughs> uh, I saw after the last interception there, they showed the crowd and there was a grown man that looked like he was every bit of, I don't know, at least, least my age, maybe closer to your age. and. Mm-hmm. It looked like the guy was about to start crying. He was so excited. <laughs> it was, it was no, not, I mean, just it was emotional for him. Yeah. I mean, excited that they were about to win a national championship. I probably would have been the same way. I mean, but it was you know, a long time Michigan fan. Uh, somebody somebody puts Alan Bowman question mark, and yeah. I I thought about him last night. I thought, wonder wonder how he's feeling. It's like he's going to play another year at Oklahoma State. He's he's yeah. fine. Yeah. I know a couple Michigan fans. I knew a new one that was there, but uh, uh-huh. I don't. I don't know if he's a graduate or not. Did he text you during the game last night at all? He did not. Did not. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he was, you know, watching the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody Office points phone. out that uh, all the Michigan fans right now are listening to Wolverine ninety-seven-three on the Wolverine ninety-seven-three uh, mobile oh. app presented mm-hmm. by Happy State Bank. Mm-hmm. They're in Ann Arbor. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.